Welcome back to season four of the Salt and Shadows podcast. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. This season, we will be focusing on the topic of discerning your spirit. We're bringing back our original format and we'll be discussing topics that have come up in our own observations, like how to know who to trust, when not to trust, how to tell the difference, and how to ensure you are protected and supported. We hope you will find guidance, food for thought, and relatable laughter in our episodes as we gather to begin another safe passage into discovering the unique creature you are. Hey everyone, we're back for episode two, official, official episode two of season four. (laughs) I'm giving the... Courtney's over here giving me signals. The number four. (laughs) And I need them so much. Oh my gosh. So the topic we are talking about today. Oh yes. We are going to be talking about being present, compassionate, and holding space for others as they're moving through their shadows and just kind of more about our journey of growth and what that looks like and that and and touching a bit on the journey of authenticity, which I think we'll probably get into a more full episode next, but it ties into it, so that's why we're bringing it up. Okay. But there's the icebreaker question. Which is my responsibility today. Do, 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 do. And I don't even know if I have an answer to it yet. Oh, but God. But I get to ask you first. Fuck. It's really, well, we'll see. It's, okay. it's really not supposed to be complicated. It's not supposed we'll to be, but you it's don't have an answer. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's a complicated subject, okay? Oh. What is your favorite decade of music? Oh, my. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I am. My favorite decade of music? I know, right? This is why it's hard for me to answer to you. <laughs> but. And I have an extra decade on you. You do. I mean, I love all kinds of music through all different decades. I know. I also don't know, like, I don't also know music by the decades necessarily. Like, I Mm. couldn't hear something and be like, that's from the 40s, you know? Really? I can. Yeah. I I can really. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm impressed about it. I love it. Yeah. And um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with. 90s grunge punk rock including sublime because <laughs> they oh were my gosh. they were more they they were more like they're ska, so cali ska punk yeah 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 super but yeah kind of a little bit in a moment before uh no doubt came around yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think it was right before they came on the scene no doubt no no yeah like a few couple years yeah only a couple years. Holy yeah. shit, that was about that time. <laughs> I'm like, how old was See, I when the I The 90s are very much my era, too, because that's, like, when I was a teenager. And I can <laughs> remember, like, by the year what songs were released wow. and which year they were released and, like, all yeah. of that stuff. Like, my brain kept track of all of that. It was, like, a way of keeping track of time for me. And, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, this vault in my brain. But I also, like hardcore love 70s music yeah like, i'm a 70s so much 70s bitch. stuff i'm so eager and i'm like gonna start planning it to bring back disco because we need it oh roller like, disco what's like, up think about disco dancing again how fun would that be i think it'd be cool i, I don't know if i cool. ever officially learned disco i did 
Yeah. No. But I think a lot of the dances are pretty easy and it's just about having fun and <laughs> like, yeah, grooving. Oh my God. I never even thought about learning a disco dance. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, yes. <laughs> I also have a lot of nostalgic music from the 80s that I like, but it didn't really feel like it was like my era of music the way the 90s did. But then there's like... In the 90s, I was very hardcore, like, gosh, Sarah McLaughlin, Jewel, Radiohead, Fiona Apple, like... I liked Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> I still love Radiohead. Like, they, they're they just, like, amazing. Anyway. It's funny because... It's just funny to think about that, too, because I was born a decade later than you. So, yeah, literally, when you... Or going into your teens, that's, like, my when you were childhood. Born. Yeah. Yeah. So, my, like, teenage music phase, slightly different, but pretty similar. Yeah. But interesting. I yeah. also inherited a bunch of CDs, and that kind of helped spark a lot of, like, that Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails, Sublime. Yeah. I think the 90s for me as well, like... In 94, my father passed, and he mm. gave me a sa- my first CD player, not not long before he, or before he passed, yeah, and um, and gave me some CDs. He gave me Eagles, Hotel California. <laughs> yes, yes. Rumors, Fleetwood Mac, like, the obvious ones, but at the same time, it was like, it just held a special place in my heart, and like, I think also because of that happening in the 90s, it, it really attached me more to the music of the times as well yeah even though when you're a teenager you're already like listening to the music of your era all the time anyway but yeah I I think that's another big reason why I feel more connected in ways to the 90s yeah I miss it sometimes and that's a weird thing oh my gosh we could have a whole episode just talking about memory (laughs) memories and music and it was a better question than I thought it was oh my god it's a great question I want to talk about the art of albums and the destroyer of albums in our come up of music in our childhood I know but let's stay on topic I know (laughs) maybe on patreon we can go a little deeper did we both settle on the 90s for the most part, then I'm choosing, yeah, yeah. You did say '90s. I because I I do think that that's like where I'm most of the music that I'm into came from. Mm-hmm. Even R R and B and hip hop and yeah. things like that as yeah. well. Again. There were so many movements starting. Oh that my time. god! Yeah, Salt and Pepper, like mm-hmm. Biggie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was all '90s, right? Yeah, yeah. Missy Elliott, definitely. Dre, Eminem. Uh huh. I didn't listen to much Eminem. He kind of pissed me off. <laughs> I wasn't super... I've never been too into, like, white dudes rapping too much. But... Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the 90s. They rocked. High five. Yeah. We get... we. Who knew that we'd have that same answer there? Yeah, I know. We we came together <laughs> in that decade. That was the decade that we came together in this lifetime. So oh, wow. it holds a special place. Yeah, it yeah. does. So there it is, icebreaker question. <laughs> it's fun to go into those parts of ourselves because especially when we're working together, we're so deep in conversation about the subjects that we're always 
teaching on that yeah. sometimes it's just nice to like think about something that's not so serious. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, and it way. helps you, I feel like it helps us connect more into like the people we used to be too. Right. Yeah. And yeah. honoring all parts of self. And, yeah. 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 And there's some discomfort that comes up with that sometimes thinking about past versions of myself for sure. Yeah. Yeah. With music specifically or? Oh, no. Just just past versions. Yeah. 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 Which is understandable. And I think that that can definitely drive who we are today. Yeah. I personally, I just, it just, what is this? It's like, since I was a teenager, I had the question of like, if you died tomorrow, you know, what would you want to change? And like, just to be able to look back in your life and not have like, to not feel so cringe and to know that you did try your best and like even when you know that you could have done different or like I know that I could like could be in a different place or like you know like haven't reached my goals yet but still like you know to be satisfied and content yeah content yeah with a peace of mind like that's just like my big driver for life now no for life Mm. that's it's been driving my life since a really young age yeah yeah I I think back on those versions of myself at times and there may have been understandings of things available to me but I was not available for it at that time right yeah like I had to have those experiences to understand there was an other side yeah yeah And that's what's really hard is sometimes you really want to go to this place of, oh, man, I wish I would have known this at that time. Mm. Or I wish I would have been aware so I wasn't responding in a way that didn't allow me to see things at that time. But honestly, like we had to go through that specific experience to see that we weren't seeing it. Right. And that's something that I've become so fascinated by in my journey through healing and and being a coach is like, how do you reach someone like thinking of a like another version of myself, like a younger version of myself? Like, what would I and there's always that question, what would you say to your younger self? Well, what would you say to her to like make her what would I say to myself to make me kind of like wake up and snap out of like (laughs) you know, essentially being a a teenager. And it's like, you can't. People need to go through that phase of their life. Maybe, yeah, I hear that question a lot. Like, what would you say to your past self if you could only say one thing or something like that? I never have an answer. because I, Yeah. Like one thing. (laughs) I'm like, you have, like, there are so many things that I went through in my life that no one thing would have, made the difference between that and yeah. where I am at right now. There was I, never yeah. one answer. I think we, I remember we talked about this before and I think what I had determined I would end up saying is it gets better and you figure it out. That does sound familiar. Because I think that that's like a thread of hope that I would hold on to at that age. Yeah. It gets better and you'll figure it out because I'd be like, well, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how the fuck. Like, and that's essentially <laughs> how I traveled through life, though, because I became so deeply curious. Like, is it possible for somebody to actually ever truly know themselves? Mm. And, like, 
and what does that mean? And then through that journey, then I came across, you know, into the toxic positivity land that's like, you can just think yourself into a different reality and to, and you can think your feelings different. And so that like, and then especially coming from a place of such deep anger and grief and trauma in my own life, Mm -hmm. I was like so deeply fascinated by that. Yeah. And then of course it's like, no, you can't just think your way into feeling better. It's not quite, it doesn't quite work like that. And oh yeah, trauma and class placement and like all abilities. Like there's so many intersections. There's so many intersections to the journey. Yeah. But I think a lot of that is actually tying us into our topic that we're discussing today about holding compassionate space for those that are still processing their shadows, for those that are still growing and coming to an understanding of things that we may already understand. Yes, exactly. Because we're not trying to say like people that are still growing, like the, to be very clear, the, the growing never stops exactly. and the learning never stops. But to when, to see somebody in a place that's like, it's so easy to get frustrated and be like, ah, like just be different. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like who hasn't been in that place of like, oh my gosh, I get this. And if it's like finally clear, why doesn't everybody else get it? Like, why doesn't under, why don't they understand it too? Like (laughs) I see it so clearly now. Right. And then, but did you see it so clearly before you understood it? Right. And I feel like there's got to be, maybe we could even do some research about this, but I, I feel like there's got to be like a scale or a ladder of something about like moving through that because it's Mm. like, you don't know, you start to notice some things, you gain some awareness about it. And personally, I think like that awareness Mm -hmm. can be really fucking awful because you're just fucking surrounded by it and it's all you see. And that's the place where it's like, well, why don't you just do it differently? Why can't you see it like this? It's obvious. It's obvious. And then you move through that space though. And I don't know exactly what's on the other side of that, but like perhaps like this acceptance and this understanding and like when you're in that space of like this grounded understanding of who you've been and where you are, it's so easy to hold somebody else in that space. Yeah. And it won't bump up against your edges so much. Yeah. But that's not to say that just understanding helps you feel better, like, to support somebody. That's not true. No, I feel that it, it has to come to a place of awareness of being able to start holding a container for the differences of others and the respect of where they are in their life. Allowing there to be space for differences. Yeah. Yeah. And that is becoming a part of who we are, but it's still such a new factor for so many people to really come around to understanding and then also practicing. When I... I I keep telling Diana too that like I'm personally just caught up in a space right now where I'm learning a lot about like trauma and attachment and things like this in therapy in my own life. So I'm just surrounded by that right now. Hey everyone, it's Diana. I am interrupting this episode to share with you our new online community on Patreon, the Salt and Shadows Coven. With three tiers to choose from, some of the perks of joining include peeks behind the scenes into our personal practice, our moon circle altar creations, and also being 
included on our close friends list on social media. We will be teaching classes, including Creature Calibration Circle with Courtney and Safe Passage Through the Zodiac with me. And we will work together through our Wheel of the Year celebrations and a book club. We have a link in the show notes for all the information, or you can go to patreon.com slash saltshadowscoven. We can't wait to see you there. Now back to the episode. Okay, I think what I was going to say is that learning to hold space with for somebody else also I think has a lot to do with how we are raised you know like can you like does one even have the ability to hold space for someone when space was never held for them as a child you know yeah um totally it was for the most part it hasn't been modeled to us right yeah and I think for me one of the biggest things is like yeah learning how to truly understand where somebody else is coming from but learning how to ask those questions and actually be interested in it rather than just like bulldozing the conversation but that all just comes as part of it comes comes through the process I think those things come up because as you start to go deeper through your healing journey and have different and harder conversations with the people that you know and love and also meet other people you start to learn new language and people will start giving feedback to you also and it just starts to change but I have worked so hard on my communication and my language personally over the years I still remember one day at the Everett or not the Everett the Olympus spa and just journaling forever about my community like how I didn't believe that I was good at communicating Wow. Yeah, and I'm constantly told that people are like intrigued by my language and the way that I present things or say things or that I or tell yeah. me constantly how amazing of a communicator I am. And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that was very very I had to I had to rewire that for me because that was not a story that I believed about myself." Totally. Totally. I, I've gotten similar feedback in my approach to how I parent my children, Mm. um, the language that I use, uh, the way I approach things, the way that I respond to them is incredibly different than how I was parented. Mm. And I feel that I put the same time and effort to really building that language as a parent Mm -hmm. towards my child. Um, my children and I feel that a lot of that has followed me into my business and I really know that nuance matters Mm. and that modeling certain things matters so much as well because it wasn't modeled for us what do you mean by nuance specifically Nuance in how you set up your words, the Mm. context of your words, the timing. Yeah, the timing of your words, the words you choose to use. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, The tone, even. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there were just little things. Something I can think of off the top of my head is every toddler goes through that like phase of going no, saying no to everything, just no, no, no. But I would see, like, through playdates or just, like, you know, 
kids playing together at the play area, parents were always, that's the age they're in too. And parents are constantly going, no, no, don't touch that. Don't do that. No, no, no. Oh. All the time. And so, you know, babies are sponges. Like they're just Oh my God. Yeah. Like they're just like, oh, I hear it all the time. So like, I'm going to be using it, you know, to communicate with you too. And like, I was like, okay, so how do I rethink that approach? Like, how do I respond to that? And Mm. I was like, I'm going to add thank you to it. So I would say, no, thank you. Like, and and even that just like felt like it was still so much less like demanding or shocking when I would say that to them because they would understand that, oh, I shouldn't do that. But like, it wasn't just like a no, like. Did you notice a difference in the way they responded? I, I, neither of my kids did the no thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, of course, they would say no to specific things, but they didn't go through that phase of just, like, saying it for everything. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of children do. Yeah. And I'm not to say, it's not to say that that's necessarily that's the, the only reason, reason yeah. or anything like that. But of course. I do and we're not, feel, like, child specialists or anything. Like, yeah. But experience. Of course. And just noticing that because of that intention, I felt that it was communicated better and understood better. And isn't that really just how we sincerely relate and communicate and connect mm-hmm. as human beings. Like it is that simple. Yeah. But then it's like thrown on to all these other complications around what gets in the way of you feeling seen and heard. And that, yeah. that's why I'm specifically caught up in all of my, this attachment education stuff right now, because coming from a disorganized attachment style, is what I've been resonating with. It's like things are extremely chaotic and both and and all or nothing. And it's mm-hmm. fascinating too to see that in my trauma um, as well as the way I've chosen to live, like how how it's played out yeah. to here. Yeah. I feel that the, the more presence we give things and the more intention we take in, in, in those things that we use throughout our day yes mindfulness yeah just mindfulness in in whatever is a reality for our life and just being present with it I think makes such a difference in the energy that ripples out and the ability to show others that you are available to them and that you can be a trusted safe space for their growth right so I definitely think being a mother has helped me to learn that on top of all of the lessons I've already been through for myself (laughs) right (laughs) um and I think that kind of gives me a little bit of a platform a a foundation for working with others too yeah so yeah absolutely I'm so deeply fascinated by the way that we connect. Yeah. And, yeah, just the communication and being able to hold space as well as work through our own individual stuff. And I think it's really important to remember that, especially in 
relationship, but whether intimate or otherwise, like one person cannot be everything to another person, you know? So making sure that you have your, all of the support tools that you need that includes your people, like who is safe to reach out to. And, but it's also such a combination of noticing your own tendencies as well because I'm personally learning that I get paralyzed when it comes to ask for help and Mm -hmm. and even when even when I have know who my safe spaces are and those people have told me like I'm here for you and you can reach out when I've specifically asked like that I need I know I'm a person that needs to chat I need to reach out they're like of course I'm here whenever you feel that way and then the time comes and I'm like So I'm or just, the time comes and they're not always available to you when it is that you needed them. Yes, yeah. yes. And so, yes, having to get really, there's just so many layers of learning to know yeah. how to be there with and for somebody else. And I think the biggest thing is just noticing if you are being activated by what they're going through and to try and really gain some awareness around that so you're not interrupting their own process. Yeah. Because it's different journeys. Yeah, exactly. And the timing at which we have come to our own understanding in our lives has had to be in its own timing too. And if we are aware of that and we understand that, it will give us a better understanding of where others are in their life and their path and that it's going to look different and that they're not going to be in the same places as we are because they have their own lessons to learn. Yes. And it will inconvenience us. It will be frustrating at times. We may feel serious anger (laughs) over the, (laughs) the types of things that this can bring up, but ultimately the thing that all of us need during those times is compassion. Yeah. When there is things that we are still coming to in our life and our understanding, we need others to hold compassion for us while we are still learning it. Compassion and understanding. And I really believe that, I mean, the lens that you and I both take for that is through the self. Yes. Is, and sure that we can argue that there are other ways, but that's what we do here is it's in and through the body that you come to have those relations and to learn to not take things so personally is that you have to fully accept that within yourself. Yeah. And that's why we, we really strive to start there in our business, in our message is that you can only understand others as deeply as you understand yourself. And you're not going to get offended or upset or take things personally about things that you have worked through and understand about yourself or, you know, and like, or if you understand your values and then somebody's speaking against like your values and that maybe that's what's actually like causing you to feel a little like uncomfortable or taking it more personally, but it's understanding those layers of yourself in order to be like, Oh, like, I mean, even just to have the awareness that you're having a reaction, that is one step, let alone to know where is this reaction coming from? Where did it, was it first created? Like there's like, whoo, keep pulling back the layers. Yeah. But Observing others doing their shadow work may bring up your own shadow work. Oh my God, seriously. (laughs) But that's what it's all about, right? Like literally 
recognizing the discomfort within us and then trying to go within and understand where that is coming from so that we can begin working from within ourselves how we respond to others and becoming by doing that we become accountable for our own actions we become available to hold those things within ourselves and still allow other things to exist outside of ourselves yes so it's it's an important thing to understand that we're in our own spaces in that process yeah yeah absolutely And one of the best tools for me personally that I've explored or that has helped allowed me to really explore and come into that space is through somatics therapy, Mm. because it's really going into the body and being like, you know, what is that pain? Where do you feel it? What's coming up for you? And you Mm. have a trained therapist that helps guide you through that understanding. Absolutely. Yes. And learning where that's being held and, and the discomfort and why that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's so important that we are tying in these responses and these um, subjects that are just kind of hanging out in our brain. It's really important for us to bring it down to our body that's and exactly understand it. what it's affecting <laughs> within our body. Because this vessel we're in, the whole thing is connected. And it's yes. storing things all throughout us. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's integrating and connecting all pieces of ourself. Yeah. To know ourselves better, to know ourselves the best, so that we can continue to communicate that to others so that everybody can show up in support of one another and so that we can start to live better and more connected lives. Exactly. And yeah. heal and thrive and in that way in the world such a message of Aquarius (laughs) Uh, but also you know it's easy to think of this in terms of like people our loved ones you know oh I'm at a different place in life than you Mm -hmm. and but like what about what about the family members that we don't agree with or what about like the you know if you're a liberal and it's like the conservatives or like the other party or whatever you know like how do you hold that kind of space for people that are profoundly different than you and have you even thought about it yeah have you thought about it yeah and if you haven't start there yeah I think that's a nice spot I also really love the book braving the wilderness by Brene Brown Mm. she actually Mm. it was written in like 2014 or 20 before Trump was elected in office but it was like it's profound (laughs) to those times and and talks about the divide happening in America before it was even as big as it is now and and just like being able to bridge that gap Mm -hmm. and she it's just really really incredible and I that's that's a book I highly highly recommend reading gosh anything by her right yeah, anything by her. I've read a lot of her books, but I'd say... Not to take that away from what you're just sharing. No, for yeah, sure. I just, no. I just love her just and spe- everything she shares. Specifically on this topic of knowing yourself yeah. and be in relation of being able to be the bridge and to be able to connect with others. Yeah. And yeah, that it... because Because here's the thing. It's hard either way. It's hard to learn how to have those conversations, especially me saying that, being somebody that like freezes and fawns in the, in the face of conflict. But it's also just as hard to live an angry and spiteful life 
it's just as hard to actually not be as connected and loved as you want to be. It's just as hard to not be able to tap into joy and happiness. Like, and people don't even realize that they're keeping themselves from that, you yep. know? And and so that's okay, too. And it's just, again, the acceptance. But it's, I just, I really resonate with that saying, choose your hard. Because life is hard, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, if you want to continue this conversation with us, we are talking about all kinds of things like this on Patreon. We're recording a live video for our patrons right now that we're going Ooh, to Speaking post. of patrons, let's shout them out. Oh, hell yeah. So, we've got Lauren, Lisa, Lee, Jenny, and Kendra. I'm so Woo! proud of you. I was like, bitch, I'm not going to remember everybody right off the top of my head like that. Oh, yeah. please. The last few minutes <laughs> I've been thinking about it in the back of my head. Yeah, so excited. And yeah, Lee is joining us from Australia. So we're just really stoked to have more people from anywhere in the world joining in to just join. It's really, <clears throat> excuse me, our community, we're just trying to learn more about creating this safe space and we know that we're all fumbling down the path and so we're just creating a space to be in there together yeah really just learning how to evolve and progress as a community and to be available to be inclusive to learn how to show up and have these hard conversations Mm -hmm. while we're exploring ourselves yeah because questions come up and it can feel very lonely. This journey can feel very lonely. The yeah. journey of self-healing and moving through all the different intricacies and paradigms and crossroads and things like this that come up. Yep. Nuance. Do you want to speak at all to the cards that you drew? or? Yeah. I. <laughs> so I pulled... Sky Daddy, which is our oracle card, and that has a lot to do with the sun and masculine energy. And then I also pulled the High Priestess, which is about the dark moon and feminine energy. And I just really feel that we are coming into a time of learning the balance of these two energies within us and their place. When do we choose to act? And when do we choose to close our eyes? Oh. And also, that just reminds me of, like, when... When is it important to close your eyes and go within? Because this card especially is has, like, a nice bright light above the third eye. The third eye is awake and the mm-hmm. eyes are closed. It's very intuitive. I would actually add also, like, close your eyes and trust. Mm-hmm. Within this card, the Sky Daddy, it's about action and being available for whatever you need to do to show up. But within the High Priestess, it's about learning receiving. It's about learning trust. I almost feel like it's like you go inward to receive the light and the message for like what to take out and shine mm-hmm. out and move with. Yeah. yeah. And you need both. You need both yeah. of those energies to be able to make either one work. Right. I feel like I've been caught 
in moving outside of myself a lot lately just excited with connecting with people and it's easy for me to get caught up in this like external stuff Mm -hmm. and just remembering so much that like life even feels easier for me personally at this point when I do take the time to meditate because like Mm -hmm. my mind rests I'm not as stressed out and then it's like oh I like ideas and answers just come to me it's like you Mm -hmm. don't need to be running around trying to pick out all the answers and do all the things babe Mm -hmm. like you gotta slow down to speed up yeah and that's a weird law trick of the universe (laughs) I'm like all right that feels like fake news you guys (laughs) (laughs) slow down to speed up like what is that feels like fake news oh my god (laughs) Did you know meditation? <laughs> Actually, that's fake news. No, that's oh absolutely, like, that's absolutely the truth. It is. Meditation is one of the tools that's changed my life the most. It has changed mine, too. And it's a fucking uncomfortable journey, I'm telling you right now. Yep. Like, that's why I, because I like hard shit and I love a challenge. That's Oof. why I got into meditation. Yep. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. What do they say about it? I've heard all these things. and then Oh, I, the, I can't do it? But, Watch me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so frustrating, but it's, you will <sighs> learn so much about yourself. Yes. And... Yeah, I have a friend that is learning how to meditate right now, and he is said that it's very painful and he hates it. And but he's doing it, you know, like he knows it's he has a lot of resistance to it, but he is at least open to trying it. And I think that that's a really sweet spot to be. And that's my invitation for you listening today. In the beginning, I feel in a lot of ways it's like learning an exercise. 1,000%. It's it's a struggle. It's a physical thing. It's a mental thing. It takes discipline. Such a physical thing in the beginning, especially. Absolutely. And then once you actually have practiced it and come back to it, it becomes a flow. It becomes a flow, but but a flow you get out of when you move away from it again. So it becomes that, like, a really great way to check in with yourself and see where you're at. And it's like, yeah, you get into the flow and it starts feeling good. And, oh, this is your place to relax. And then, like, over time when you start checking in again and you can start to see, oh, my mind's really busy. Oh, I'm having a hard time actually taking full breaths oh like my oh it's been three weeks since i meditated (laughs) yeah 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 exactly (laughs) because sometimes life does just get busy it's not even the fact that we necessarily step away from it and sometimes that's absolutely what's happening and that's okay too oh my god but a lot of times it's just about getting busy and and life happening too and that is why in like the self-care creature definition of self-care i say that it's a it's a life self-care is a lifelong commitment of showing up for yourself over and over again knowing that is not a linear path and that's exactly what we mean when we say oh it's been three weeks since we meditated this is Mm -hmm. learning about how to support yourself to show up for yourself in ways that you want to it's not about getting rigid and forcing yourself into i'm gonna meditate for yeah Yeah. whatever and that doesn't work and it's tempting it's tempting to see like i just saw i love nagar fanuni and she just posted that she's been meditating for 365 days Mm -hmm. she meditated every single fucking day for a year Mm -hmm. and that's really cool and there's so much of my personality that's like i'm gonna fucking do that and because of all the fucking years that i have worked with myself and got to know myself i know that bitch that's not me Mm -hmm. That's not me. (laughs) And if you wanted it to be at some point, it could be. 
but but I know it isn't so far. Yeah, well, I know that the rigidity doesn't no doesn't serve me in that way. And and if I ever come up to like meditating every single day for a whole fucking year, it will not be tracked. Maybe I've already done that for all I know. Like Mm -hmm. I doubt it, but (laughs) I'm just it's just this is about constantly coming back to ourselves. Mm And when we, when we feel, when we really start feeling, especially those sensitivities and those triggers from outside of ourselves, from others, right. is usually when we're pretty filled up on the inside to the point where we have no space for others. Mm. We're not making space for ourselves. Mm, yeah. So yeah. understanding, it's not about getting frustrated at yourself for having fallen out of practice. It's about learning that it isn't just a second nature thing and you just give yourself compassion because life isn't always within our control and you come back to it understanding that it won't be easy every time but if you give yourself that compassion that we all deserve while we're learning well and think you think of it as a child right if a child Mm -hmm. isn't doing something you're not going to like the the best way to go to get a child to obey isn't going to be berating them like we know that now and it is coming in and talking kindly and softly and learning like you know what's going on and do you actually need rest today or like is this something that no this is actually going to benefit you and you got to do this like and I think that's yeah, that's the the whole like actually raising kids and inner child healing literally goes so hand in hand and it really bridges that gap into community and how yeah. we relate to one another. Absolutely. And the more we come to understand ourselves, the more we will come to understand those outside of us. Mm. This has been a great conversation today. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. It means so much to us. You can sign up for our Full Moon newsletter, which is a free newsletter that gives you all the updates about the Salt and Shadow Studio and also some awesome information on that specific full moon for the month. Start creating your own rituals and learning how to dive deeper into yourself. We also have a feedback form in the show notes of wherever you're listening right now, and you can give us suggestions for what you want to hear or just offer feedback for what you liked about this episode. If you're feeling inclined to do that, we'd like to suggest leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, or Podbean. You can also take a screenshot and tag us on social media, Instagram, or Facebook. Join in the conversation about this podcast on Patreon. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, friends.